Welcome everyone to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity and we come together from different backgrounds, places and stages in life. We focus on what unites us being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Every week, we've been bringing different women to come and meet you and share their wisdom and their beautiful radiant light. And today, with no further ado, we are going to bring Andy Sadowitz from Ranana, Israel. But she's not originally from Ranana. Andy comes from South Africa, and she has quite a story and quite a journey of her own. She's a mother of three. She's a global development strategist, a mentor, a transformational leader for mastering change, a certified professional life coach, an NLP practitioner, an honors degree in organizational psychology. It goes on and on and on. She has written Rise and Shine, which is incredible. And more than anything that I know about Andy, and I know that her resume and her bio is very, very, very impressive. More than anything, she has been my life coach and my friend. And she's really helped me overcome tremendous hurdles in my life. I feel so blessed to have Andy as someone that I have leaned on and has taken me from where I was to a much better place in so many areas. And so I'm just very grateful to have this connection. Andy has really given me the gift of trusting my intuition. That's a gift that is not a small thing. So with no further ado, I'd love to introduce Andy. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for that gorgeous introduction. Let's get started because there's so much to tackle. And I know that the title that you gave for this talk is tapping into our superpowers. And I think we're going to go into different parts of that. There's so much we could talk about here. But first, before we even get into our main topic, I mean, I know personally from working with you one-on-one -on -one that your passion in life is helping people succeed, helping bring about change to individuals and really to the world. You told me that you've helped hundreds of clients over the last seven years. Just tell me a little bit about what it's like to see one of your clients really take that step, make that change, get over that huge hurdle. Well, that's exactly what it is. It is about accompanying a person through some of their most significant and most meaningful transformational journeys. And there is nothing more fulfilling in the world because change is hard and every single person is changing something in their life. We wired to grow. So we designed to want transformation and yet we love staying the way we are. It's scary to change. It requires effort and investment. And so working with a coach to give you not just the mindset in terms of encouragement and motivation, 
but also the practical tools of how to make effective change for me is the most rewarding, rewarding experience to see a person evolve and awaken and achieve their greatness, which very often I see in them way before they do, is just the most humbling and um, empowering experience at the same time. And just reinforces my natural optimism that we can do more and be more and have more. And I love helping people along that route to get them where they truly want to go. Wow, thank you so much. It's amazing. As I was looking through my notes, I feel like, wow, in such a short time, we have tackled so many topics. You have helped me overcome fears and obstacles and imposter syndrome. And you've taught me about time management. I learned all about eating frogs. My memory on my phone today is you holding a frog in your hand. Right. If you have a look at your memory today, it's probably the same one with a whole thing on you attacking your productivity and efficiency and nailing your goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for those of you that are not familiar with this, I'm happy to send you links afterwards if you want to hear more about time management. I mean, Andy has so many resources. He taught me about just staying true to my values. I'm driven by my values. And yet sometimes decisions I was making were not in line with my values. And just digging into my mission. What is my mission? What am I doing? And it does it all add up. Is it all in line? I mean, these are, they're huge things. Probably the biggest thing, maybe if there is a, the biggest thing that I've learned from you is possibly saying no to something means saying yes to something else, something maybe even bigger. Like that, no, that was so hard for me. I, I could not say no. I was always saying yes, I'm such a people pleaser. But learning that saying no is saying yes. Like just incredible things. So Andy, let's kind of jump into our topic. And I really want to hear from you. You said that there were six layers in reaching your goal and how to activate right. our powers. What usually happens is when we are setting goals, we dive into the how. As human beings, we're very practical and we want to see tangible results as quickly as possible. So it doesn't really matter what goal we're currently working on. It could be something in our personality that we want to develop or strengthen. It could be something in our health or our wellness. It could be a career change. It could be a relationship that we would love to work on any change that we're making in our life, we dive straight into our to-do list, right? So what do I have to do to fix this? What do I have to do to improve this? What do I have to do to pivot? And I work with my clients quite counterintuitively backwards. So we actually start from a top layer. If you can imagine a triangle made out of six layers, the top layer is your vision. And your vision is where you have the power to dream. You have the power to imagine where anything is possible. What is the outcome that you are striving for? What is that aspirational vision? What do you see as if you've already accomplished it? And I encourage my clients to really spend a lot of time investing in the detail and the resolution of their vision, of their higher goal and purpose. Because when that is clear, you can set your goals from that vision. You actually extract your goals and your strategy from that vision. 
So it's super important to actually start with the end in mind. And your power lies in being able to visualize anything. And if anything is possible, you can really, really create a mental picture of what exactly it is that you want to achieve. So your power lies from activating this incredible imagination that we are all gifted with. And when you can start to see something in your mind, you can absolutely start to create it in your life. So the first level is that vision and really zooming in with your superpower of being able to dream and imagine and conceptualize what that ultimately looks like and feels like and to really recruit all your senses so that that vision comes alive in your mind. I just want to share a quote that you taught me like falls in line with this because yeah, you were always teaching about dreaming big. Like even when I would dream, you would say, no, dream bigger. So I wrote down that whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are right. That's correct. That's a beautiful saying from Henry Ford. And it's going to show us in um, the next layer, which is identity, how our mindset and who we define ourselves as, even in our thinking, even in our paradigms, what that mindset is either going to enable or is going to sabotage. Mm -hmm. So you may have a very clear vision of success or what you want for your life. And you may even have a beautiful strategy of how you're going to accomplish that. And you may even have all the resources that you need along the way to enable that. But if you have a limiting belief that is going to hold you back and keep you stuck, like you don't believe it's possible, then that can really sabotage everything. So the first step is to get that vision super, super laser focused and then to really look at yourself and your identity and make sure that you are becoming the woman you want to become, the Mm. woman who achieves the vision you described in the previous layer. That's your new way of being, that's your future self. And that mindset has to be a mindset of, I can do this, this is possible, I see myself a winner, I've got this. That positive empowering thinking is crucial. So Andy, you know, we, we spoke a lot about limiting beliefs and, and something that was always getting in my way was usually me. It wasn't what was happening outside of me. It was me. Yeah. And something that, you know, we spoke a lot about was this idea of guilt, right? There's this, the guilt, like guilt of if I do this, then I can't do that. If I do that, I can't do this. And part of my passion is traveling with women. And you helped me say these words and you made me say them again and again that I could be an amazing mother and still travel. I could be an amazing mother and fulfill my dreams. Like it wasn't one or the other. Like there were these limiting beliefs that held me back that made me feel so small and you let me let go of them. It was like the greatest gift to have that permission to just put that down because it wasn't serving me. It actually, my kids didn't mind. You've nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it, is that our mindset and our beliefs actually govern our performance. And if you can introduce a reframe, a more helpful thought, a more positive belief about what is possible or about how you define yourself, 
then what ends up happening is you get to destabilize that original unhelpful thought, which possibly served you at some stage. Mm -hmm. Maybe when your kids were younger, that thought was very helpful. Now it is getting in the way. But so now you need to reframe that thought. Your limiting beliefs have the potential to really unravel everything. And what you did by reframing your thinking was you actually created a new neural pathway. And that is another superpower we have as human beings. We get to train our brain. Just because we have always thought something does not mean that that is an indisputable truth that cannot be changed. Our beliefs are not facts. And what you did was you introduced a new neural pathway and that allowed you to strengthen a new way of thinking. And that new thinking was the freedom that you got to experience. And this is very common. We all have a cognitive distortion when it comes to beliefs. We have this all or nothing thinking, or I'm a good mom, or I get to travel with women and, and inspire them around the world, but I can't do both. That all or nothing thinking is exceptionally limiting and damaging to your vision. It will block success for your vision because it's not aligned with that vision. In your vision, you're a wonderful present mother nurturing, loving, and giving with your kids. And you're traveling and inspiring and educating women around the world in your trips and your retreats. So your vision allowed both, but now your thinking has to support that. And so introducing reframes and upgrading our thinking is one of the most powerful things that we can do. We're all able to do it. There are systems and techniques to do this. And we never, ever have to allow an unhelpful thought to continue to govern our performance. We can change the way we think. And like you say, the minute you do that, you are free to do anything. That's amazing. Thank you. So where are we up to in the six... Okay, so we've got the vision, and then we've got the identity, and then we have values. And I love how you said that really connecting with your deepest values was such a game changer for you in our journey together. Because I truly believe that our values are our guiding lights, mm. and our values are our greatest source of motivation and fuel especially when we are depleted or tired or we can't remember why we're doing this in the first place. Your values connect you to your purpose. Your values answer the question, why? And when a person is making change in any area of their life, connecting to your core values, to why you are doing this, enables you to become intentional and purposeful and deliberate in your strategy. So reminding yourself, why am I doing this? connects you to that deep emotional place of your truth. And we are driven by emotions. Our emotions move us. Logic has never moved a person, but emotions inspire us and emotions touch us deeply. When we connect to those values, we can move. So they become like your GPS, your navigation system. And it's also interesting that when someone is living their truth, it attracts other people. Like that is what makes someone successful. You're doing it for yourself to guide your life in the direction that your soul and everything is telling you to go in. But at the same time, it really goes hands in hands. Everything aligns together. Because yes. when you're living your truth, that's when you're successful in the world. 
Absolutely. And that's why those top three layers, your vision, your mindset, and your values, when they are aligned, that is what ultimately leads to high performance mentality. And you haven't even done one practical step yet. It's all been here. It's getting your mental foundation in place for success. And as human beings, we have this incredible power to first make change mentally before we can do the change strategically in our life. And if we can apply this to any goal, you will see that your success is exceptionally different. You know, Andy, on a, on a spiritual level, this whole concept really goes very much in line with Judaism because we have this idea of kavana, of intention. Like you could just light candles or you could light Shabbat candles. You could just make bread or you can make challah. It's the same physical Mm -hmm. act, but we're just infusing some meaning into it. And all of a sudden it's like through the roof. It's a totally different experience. It's the same over here and bringing your values into it as to why am I doing this? Infuses it with that extra spirituality. So really connecting to your values is what's going to help you jump out of bed when your alarm clock rings in the morning and you don't want to get up and you don't want to go for a run or you don't want to sit and study. Connecting to why am I doing this? What are those core values? And I always encourage my clients to turn their values into verbs, to not keep your values, these very metaphysical concepts that you can't really tangibly relate to. So if health is a guiding value for you, What does that mean for you? How do you translate that into observable behaviors that you can actually live? I want you to do your values. I don't just want you to talk about your values. I want you to walk your why. That is what connecting to your values really enables us to do. And it is another superpower that we have as human beings. We get to choose our values. Our values are dynamic. What was important to us maybe five years ago is no longer important to us today. And so our values can change. And as long as we are constantly in integrity and constantly authentic in aligning our vision with our mindset and our values, we're good to start the last three layers, which is the practical element of actually making change. Wow. You know, Andy, you've seen how much change has happened in my life since we've met about a year and a half ago. It's comforting and it's also scary at the same time when everything's (laughs) always changing around you, that when you realize that the only consistent thing that ever will be and ever was is change, right? Absolutely. Once you embrace that, it makes it a little easier. Like, okay, I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Let's keep moving. Absolutely. Change is the only constant in our life. And you may have these, um, you know, these runway moments in your life that you can see coming from a mile away. And those moments have the potential to ignite major disruption in your life. And you can plan and you can prepare and you can use your skills and your previous experience to help you adequately get ready for those big changes that you can see coming up in the future. But we also have flash moments and those moments arise unexpected and they're unpredictable and very surprising. And we don't always get to foresee them coming. And in the same way to be open to them and curious and embrace them using the same triangle that we're working with now, we get to tap into incredible power and we can leverage that power too. You know, Andy, just just one more thing that you you showed me 
around change and around uncertainty is that some of the most incredible chapters, seasons of our life, we're not going to be okay with until much later. It's kind of like, just hold on. You use a lot of analogies about marathons because you run half marathons. And I love it. It makes it so real. Like you're talking about something so physical that we could really understand. It's tangible. Like we know what it's like to work hard and have a goal. But while we're going through it, sometimes it's the most painful thing. And change feels like that. It's just so messy in the middle and the endurance and the perseverance we need. And that is actually why I always teach the hero's journey, because we need to be reminded that we have tremendous superpowers inside of us. And every single one of us get to become the hero of our story by activating that courage and that bravery because change requires us to be strong no one has ever described change as quick or easy and no one has ever described a hero as someone who does something simple mm. and the word journey also implies that it's long there's no magic wand or fairy powder that you can just dust around yourself and everything is miraculously different it requires effort and consistency and follow through and I think once we embrace both of that, knowing that the change is this mental switch, but it's also going to require me to do something, I give myself permission to embark on that journey. That's so beautiful. You know, you taught me with the hero's journey that you really have to see yourself as the hero of your journey, of your story. And that when you're in doubt, when you're not sure, what do I do? You need to ask yourself, well, what would a hero do in this situation? It's almost as if it's like an out-of-body experience sometimes, because you might not always feel so brave. And I think that it's important to remember that a hero falls, and a hero mm -hmm. can trip, and a hero can ask for help, and a hero can get back up. And we mm -hmm. are human. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to need help. We don't have to do it on our own. I've got a new favorite saying, which is, if you are willing to feel everything, you can do anything. Wow. Because if we are willing to feel brave, and if we are willing to feel vulnerable, and if we are willing to feel scared, and if we are willing to feel like we're ready to ask for help, and if we are willing to feel all of that, then we're actually able to do anything. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that fills the gap between where we are and where we want to be is an incredible amount of feeling. Mm -hmm. And if we're willing to feel that entire range, whatever that means, without judgment, and slowly take meaningful, purposeful action using our values and our vision to guide us, if we're willing to feel all of that, we can do anything. And I deeply believe it, and I see it in my clients every single day. Well, failure, in a way, I mean, there's really no such thing as failure then. No such thing. I mean, the only failure would be not trying. Not because trying. Failure really is the world is telling you to try again or to yeah. try something different. What you did didn't work. Do something else. That's right. all it is. It's a lesson. Right. And it's an amazing lesson very often. Sometimes those are the greatest lessons that we could ever receive. The greatest, greatest teachers are some of our greatest mess ups. Mm, so true. Wow. Okay. Okay, so once we've done those three, then we move to the practical. And the practical talks about, there's three practical levels. The one is dealing with your knowledge, your capabilities, and your skills. So once you know what you want to accomplish in your life, 
and you've sorted out your headspace and your beliefs and you're aligned with your core values, you need to deal with how. And your how speaks to what capabilities or strategies or methodologies do I need to learn or develop so that I can accomplish what I need to accomplish. That might mean I have to go take a course or I have to learn how to do something. The next level is behavior. And that is about ongoing habits. We can't do something once and think we're sorted. We have to do something on a consistent basis. And therefore, we have to establish some daily disciplines, habits that we are willing to do every single day. They don't have to be massive. In fact, I encourage tiny tweaks, small daily increments of change, that if you repeat and you upgrade, even by 1%, just a little bit more each day, those tiny, tiny ripples over time lead to tidal waves of success. And so success is actually the result of daily disciplines. The same as failure is often the result of daily neglect. It's never just one massive event. You know, it's not like, wow, I did something and I'm an overnight success. It's the result of a long process. And sometimes we only get to see that tip of the iceberg, but there is a whole history of daily disciplines that lead to success or daily neglect that leads to failure. And then the final one is your immediate environment or your context. And that really speaks to setting yourself up for success in a way that you create an enabling environment. And I guess what that means is surrounding yourself with people who support you and uplift you, making sure you're not putting stumbling blocks and obstacles consciously in your path all the time, really creating an environment that says yes to your success. So that could mean something as simple as not filling your fridge with loads of junk food if you're on a health journey, so that when you open your fridge and you say, oh, can I eat that? Yes. Can I have that? Yes. Instead of having to say no. So it's about creating an immediate space for you that encourages and supports and enables your transformational journey. Well, it sounds like you're trying to avoid all the self-sabotaging. Oh yeah, it will come up. It will come up. There'll be moments that you're going to have to push reset or you're going to have to quickly upgrade your thinking. There's no perfect path. But if you think about the difference, say, let's use the running analogy. If I'm trying to go for a run and it's not something that I do regularly and I wake up one morning and I go, oh, goodness, I'm planning on going for a run today. Where are my running shoes? Mm -hmm. And I spent half an hour trying to find them. And then I get my watch to pace myself, but it's not charged. So now there's no battery and I can't find a water bottle anywhere. But if I go to bed at night and I charge my watch and I put my running shoes next to my bed and my water bottle is set out on the counter ready for me to fill, that's just a very simplified example of setting yourself up for success because you're creating a physical space that is going to support you yeah. rather than having to rummage through the closet trying to find your sneakers and then your watch isn't charged and by the time you need to get out the door, you've just lost all interest. Wow. It's like the small things. So that's exactly, we go from that vision, which is oh. right at the top, all the way down to your real physical space right here and now, where you can tangibly create an environment that is going to be supporting. Mm -hmm.
it's so easy to find excuses, right? It's just so, so easy. I always say you can hold on to your excuse with pleasure. And I sometimes don't even like to use the word excuse because it sometimes makes our excuse not valid or legitimate. Like if you say I'm tired, well, what if I really am tired? Like it's true, you know? So I always say you can hold on to that or you can hold on to the outcome that you really want, but mm -hmm. you can't hold both. So we have to choose. Do I want to hold on to the reason why I'm not going to do this? Or do I want to hold on to the desired outcome and the result that I really want to create for myself? How did it feel when you finished your first half marathon? I cried relief and pride and just the most amazing feeling, that heroic feeling of I did this. Wow. I trained for this. I worked hard for this. I, I put in the hours. I didn't give up. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Hmm. Amazing. So Andy, I don't know if you still have more to share on these six layers. Well, I think the most important thing is the alignment, just to make sure that your vision and who you want to become and why that matters to you. And then the practical behavioral shifts you're willing to do in your life in order to accomplish that. There has to be alignment of all of these things. You can't want something and act in a way that is not going to enable that. Mm -hmm. You can't um, want something and constantly be feeding yourself a message of why you're not going to accomplish it. So if we can make sure that all these layers are really aligned, we're setting ourselves up for incredible transformation. Okay. Um, and you mm. wanted to end with a Jewish twist, the Jewish power to change the world. Okay, so we have incredible superpowers as human beings. I've shared some of them already in these six layers. We have the power to dream and visualize. We have the power to change limiting thoughts and beliefs. We have the power to implement new habits in our life by prioritizing and working on our time management. Our free choice is our greatest superpower as human beings in any given situation. We have the power to literally shift our perspective and change our perception. And like you so beautifully said at the beginning, when you change the way you look at something, the thing that you look at starts to change. And as human beings, we have these incredible superpowers at our disposal, fully accessible to every single one of us. There is not a person in the world who cannot do this. Quick question. I'm just curious. Yes. How old was the oldest person you've coached? I'm working now with an incredible, incredible man. He is 77. That's not old. You don't want to get to the end of your life with a song no. inside of you that hasn't been sung. And I, I don't think there's an age limit. I'm just currently working with someone who's 77 and he's making remarkable, remarkable change. And, um, even in mindset, you know, where you sometimes have carried a thought about yourself or what you're capable of for so many years, some mm. of our thoughts, in fact, most of our thoughts are imprinted before the age of seven. So you can imagine that you've thought something about yourself for 70 years and now you want to make a change, how deep that work goes in terms of changing thinking and patterns that you've carried for years. I don't think there's a time frame on it. Wow, that's so beautiful. It really is. So yes, yeah, so we have these superpowers inside us that can activate any change. We can immigrate, we can change relationships, we can change our health, we can um, change careers, we can change our outlook on things. We really have incredible superpowers inside of us. 
And I heard the most beautiful idea about Judaism and spirituality that we actually get to change the spiritual makeup of the world as well. And that's what I really want to share with you to end off. So there is a concept in Kabbalah that says that when we sin, when we do something wrong, we put a dark light into the world. And when we do Teshuvah, when we look at ourselves and we try to become better people, when we go through a process of change, acknowledging what we did wrong and really working hard to improve that, to work on our self-development and our personal growth, and make meaningful, real change in who we are and how we show up in the world. When we do that, we allow a beautiful light, a spiritual light to enter the world. So just by the way we behave, we get to change the spiritual makeup of the universe. Because not only do our good deeds and our self-awareness and our emotional intelligence and the meaningful changes that we make as we grow and become more of who we want to be. When we tap into that inner light you spoke about, when we shine our greatness, when we make a difference to somebody else's life, when we improve the world, whatever we do that is meaningful and that is going to make someone else's life a little bit better, we allow some incredible spiritual light to enter the world. And not only do our choices determine how much spiritual light gets to enter the world, that's our one spiritual superpower. Our second one is we also get a double dose of that light to undo the dark stain that came in in our original sin or when we did something wrong. So by becoming better people, by constantly working on ourselves, by achieving meaningful goals that can impact the world in a beautiful way, by making change that is relevant and purposeful, we get to not only bring incredible spiritual light into the world, but we also get to take away some of the dark light that was there beforehand. And I think that that is such a beautiful thought to know that we can partner with Hashem in a very spiritual way just by the choices we make to actually change the spiritual makeup of the world. We get to determine how much light comes in here. That is a very, very powerful and magnificent thought to think about. Andy, as you're teaching that beautiful, beautiful, powerful lesson, I'm thinking of all the ripple effects that happen every time an act of kindness is done in the world. You know, it's not only our little, you know, Dalid Amos, as we say, like our little world, it's, it's the whole entire world. And we know that the world is built on the pillar of kindness and a stone, like a pebble thrown into some water. You know, we see how the ripples go and go and go. This is very big. And sometimes we don't realize, we don't realize the impact of one act of kindness, one smile, one tiny step. And it's true for our own goals. We sometimes underestimate the power of one spark, one vision, one moment of insight, what that can do for ourselves and our transformational journeys. And certainly when we transform and we become better and we do more, we give other people permission to do the same. Mm. People are sometimes deeply inspired by things we do and we don't have to say a word. We just have to live our life with kindness, with integrity, in alignment with our values. And sometimes that's enough to create an entire ripple effect. 
we'll never know the end of the ripples. It'll just make We'll never know. You know, just to end off with um, that running analogy that we started with, there is a woman who runs past my house every single morning at the same time. I have quite a long driveway, so I don't get to really see her face or speak to her because my house is at the top of the driveway and she runs past along the road. And she runs past my house every single morning at the same time. And it doesn't matter if it is sunny or raining or it's dark outside. And she deeply inspires me. And I was chatting to my kids about her and we were saying, I've never said a word to her. I don't know her name and she's deeply inspired me by her consistency. She shows up every single day with dedication, with discipline, with perseverance, no matter what, no excuses. And that is just a tiny example of a woman who I've never said one word to, but her absolute discipline and follow through, her, her consistency deeply inspired me. And it got me thinking, what do I do on a daily basis that with, with such absolute 100% dedication? And um, that's just a tiny example of how our behavior without saying much can really inspire somebody else. And if we can do this once a day, we can inspire seven people in a week and we can inspire 30 people in a month and we can potentially inspire 365 people in a year and we don't have to say one thing. We just go about our lives with humility and just doing our thing and you just never know what those tiny acts can do and what they can ignite in somebody else. Wow. Thank you, Andy. That is so special. And, and that's what makes the work that you're doing so powerful in the world, because you're teaching people to be their best, truest selves and to lean on their, on their values and become who they are. And that's such a gift. And just to say to Eve, it is a privilege to be part of your journey, privilege to walk <laughs> alongside you. You're also such an inspiration to follow on social media. Every day there's something inspirational. And you can follow me on um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I would be happy to share with you just daily inspiration and motivation. And um, just once again, thank you to Eve. This was a beautiful conversation. I'm happy to have my morning coffee with you every single day. <laughs> it is the most humbling and fulfilling experience as a coach to see your journey to see your success to see your transformation and to see the magnificent impact you are having on hundreds of jewish women around the world through your retreats through your educational programs through your trips to poland and thailand and morocco and everything that you do um eve thank you for choosing me thank you for choosing me to walk alongside you um, I am really blown away and so deeply inspired by everything that you do and the difference you are making to so many lives, enabling so many women to shine their light so brightly. Thank you, Andy. It's so mutual. Thank you all for taking time to join us today. This was a gorgeous conversation and I look forward to connecting with each of you and hearing from each of you. So please stay in touch. Okay, we'll see you all next week. Thank you again, Andy, and thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Thank you thank all you so for much listening. for being with us. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspired Jewish Women. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, 
and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.